Hi, welcome back. You are listening to Creatrix Culture. I'm your host, Sarah Lottie. I'm really excited for today's episode as I am reconnecting with a very old friend, Joe Drogo. And um, we haven't spoken about, I think we just figured it out. Let's see, what was that? 16 years, probably. So this is going to be interesting. We've, uh, we've, messaged each other here and there, um, but we actually haven't talked on the phone. So you're going to be witnessing a phone conversation (laughs) of two people talking in real life that hasn't spoke for a very long time. And how this prompted is Joe has been on the spiritual path, which I don't even know how for how long. So we're going to find that out together here. Um, But he posted the other day, this post on Facebook about twin flames and soul connections and kind of leading down the path of soul contracts, which for me, if you've listened to past episodes, this is something I've been really passionate about researching and discovering and applying in my life. And we'll go deeper into how that works later. Um, So when he prompted that, I thought he was a perfect person to kind of travel down this topic together or wherever we travel down to. So we're going to see, after not talking for 16 years, this could be a lot of fun. But his post was uh, basically, to sum it up, I'm not going to go word for word in it, um, but he was just posting, he had a post from seven years ago that talking about, is there someone in your life that you can't let go of and years have passed and they're just constantly on your mind or... Uh, family members that you have a very strong connection to or friends that, you know, you just keep going in and out of each other's lives for a very long time. And then he reposted that a couple weeks ago, talking about twin flames and the twin journey and soul connections and how he has a lot more understanding to that now at this point in his life. So I'm curious to hear his journey on it and... um Upon my research and, and really pondering the subject, I've, I've came to a lot of aha moments about the relationships and the people that are in my life, and I've found a lot of healing through that. So to know a little bit of what Joe does, Joe is a certified professional life coach and energy healer who specializes in helping people navigate the awakening process, and he also has a YouTube channel, so I highly recommend jumping over there and checking out and it's under his name joe drogo and that's spelled d-r-o-g-o so hi welcome joe hey sarah thank you very much it's great to talk to you again yeah great to talk to you too (laughs) crazy I feel like if you if like you would have told us like back in improv days, like, hey, you guys aren't going to like you'll be friends on this thing, social media that I don't even know if we really had it at the beginning of. um, I think we figured out like we started we were both in the two year program at Second City Improv. And so we just kind of figured out that we think we started it in 2002. So that would have brought us up to 2004. Maybe Friendster started back then. Do you remember yeah, Friendster? Yeah. And then like yeah, MySpace right. came through. Um, but we've somehow remen- remained friends through all the um, social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, yeah, if you would have told us back then, like, hey, you guys are just going to be friends, you know, through this weird internet thing but not talk for 16 years and then reconnect. That would have been, 
That would have been a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so taking it back to once I reached out to Joe the other day about this podcast of being on it, he mentioned, he's like, can I ask you a question? I was like, sure. He's like, do you remember um, that one day in in one of our improv classes, I was having a really tough time and at this point we were in this conservatory program and I don't I don't even remember exactly what was going on that day but I was just not getting it. I was frustrated with the class, I was frustrated with the teacher and from what I remember from the experience in class is she was giving us like I think it was like if I remember correctly it was like based off of books or famous people or something and we had to like in the improv exercise like do the exercise based off that book or the style of that famous person or something and I just remember I like I just kind of like blanked out and nothing was coming to me and I just I or I or I might not even have known who she was talking about and her reaction towards me was really abrupt and kind of aggressive and she got mad at me in front of the whole class that like I wasn't getting it and um I ran out crying and extremely frustrated and I wanted to quit right then and there, even though I've like invested, you know, a lot of time into this program and I just didn't care anymore at that moment. I was just going to like let it all go. And then out of all the people in our class, Joe followed me out into the other room and just like sat with me and kind of like talked me off the ledge and I think weren't we we were we were out of the class for like a while, weren't we? If I remember yeah. correctly, like Oh yeah. And then from my experience of it, so I'm going to have Joe tell his experience of it is he basically talked me off the ledge and told me not to quit and like just sat with me until I kind of calmed down and was really like guided me out of my own head and this negative space that I was in and 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 really helped me believe in myself again enough to walk back in that classroom and finish out that day especially and then finish out the course which for me over the years is always stuck with me as a very very prominent day in my life and I never knew why it just really it always sat with me it would come back every now and then like the day that Joe sat with me and came out and had me come back into class and I really think if I would have quit that day and walked out of the program it wouldn't have been good for me on so many different levels. But the fact that he was a catalyst for me to overcome, if it was fear, if it was whatever it was back then, and and overcome my limitations and finish it out and go back into class, it, it's, it's just, it's always a moment that has stuck with me. So since you brought it up to me the other day, I would love for you to open up and share your experience of that day. And I know that day's stuck with you for a very long time, too, and how what that experience has been like all these years. Yeah, isn't it funny how we both have this memory etched in our mind and 16 years later just kind of bring it forward and we both, like not even knowing that we had an impact on each other because you had an impact on me as well and there, there was um, an emotion attached to this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, you know, for you, it it it, it was a, an emotion, and and for me, it was an emotion. But but they are separate emotions, uh-huh. uh, meaning like the reason um, for the emotion might be separate. 
but I just find that how we can like walk through life and and have that same memory and like when I brought it up you were like yep I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> just thought of that yesterday uh-huh. um yeah so I do remember it like that uh and for me it the reason it stuck with me was because it was a, a moment in my life when I could feel something from someone else. And you sat next to me and you were growingly upset. You know, like it kind of just starts to fester and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And I could feel that. And not knowing back then that I was empathic, mm-hmm. the ability to feel other people's feelings, I was like, wow, this is like your, what you're going through is hitting me really hard right now. And there was this deep empathy for that, for what you were going through. Mm -hmm. And I know we, when we talked about the memory, we talked a little bit about it, but I didn't tell you this part. Mm -hmm. So what I recognize now is in that moment, I, I, had a heart-centered awakening, meaning not only did, like, the empathy come in and the feeling you're feeling, like, the physical feeling you're feeling, feeling, but my heart opened up to where love rushed in and I wanted to, not necessarily fix, but I at least wanted to hold space for what you were feeling. Mm -hmm. And... There was a there was a connection that allowed me to just be with you and love you in that moment for who you were and and what you were going through and not necessarily try to fix it although I probably tried to <laughs> right what I do sometimes you know, <laughs> uh, I do I mean that's uh, very natural so, being I'm also very empathic and that's a very natural trait of ours we're like no we don't want you to hurt anymore how can we right. how can we make that go away right. for you <laughs> yeah exactly um so it impacted me because it was a, a moment in my life where like oh my oh my god I, I'm feeling her like I'm feeling her feeling mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do with it really after everything was said and done I was kind of like what just happened uh, wow. So like that just kind of left you in the moment then, like kind of on a like a cliffhanger, probably like maybe like was that like a defining moment for you to start your spiritual path or did no. it did it did it go dormant again? And then or I would love to hear what happened next. Yeah, I went back to a normal life. So what I thought was was normal um, I didn't know that feeling other people's feelings for me was normal. And it really is normal for all of us. Mm-hmm. We just have to become aware of it. Right. Uh, and I just kind of continued. And I remember spending time outside of uh, class with you mm-hmm. and talking to you and having these conversations and what you were processing and so forth. And my heart was so open and I didn't know what to do with it and it scared the crap out of me. Like, I just didn't know what to do with with any of that. Um, now I understand kind of what's happening but, or what happened, but, but um, it was hard for me to process 
and I've had those experiences in my life and I just didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't know, didn't know the mechanics of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember trying to put it in some kind of context that I know or some kind of box that I know. Right. And, and it's, Okay, we are back. We had a little bit of um, some technical difficulties where the mic legitimately stopped working and the recording program stopped recording. And so we're on a different mic now, a little bit of a different setup. So we're going to try to jump back into where we were and we'll just go from there. So we might actually like flow into something else now. We'll see what happens. But basically where Joe left off in what he was explaining in his story was where we were at was um, that he and I hung out a lot outside of class and for him because he still didn't understand at that moment in his life um, what those feelings were and feeling other people's feelings and having his heart um, center be open the way it did is he thought at that time that I guess you thought that I was uncomfortable with how you were trying to put it into a box, basically, or put it into a way that you um, could um, understand yeah. it. I, I mean, I was trying to put it into a box and trying to understand what was happening. I didn't have the words for it or like the knowledge of what what was happening. Um, so here I am trying to put it into um, a belief system or a societal belief system is, you know, when you feel this feeling, this is supposed to happen, or so forth. Um, and that's not that's not the way heart-centered awakenings work. Okay. Uh, so I feel like I was trying to manage it, and I, I, I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And so in for, like, the listeners, are you talking in terms of, like, putting it into, like, a romantic sense then? I didn't know. I didn't know. I okay. didn't know what. Yeah, lots of. I don't. I don't exactly remember what I was trying to put it in. Uh-huh. Um, I, I. I believe at the time. Yeah, at the time I was. I was. I had a girlfriend. And I was dating someone. So that. So that right there, you know, was like, well, I can't feel this. Like. Right. The heart. The heart centered awakening, and that heart space energy is very different can be very different than romantic relationships, romantic love. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we feel that heart open, we try to put it into a context that we already know or a belief system that we already know. Mm -hmm. That being one is romantic love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another is great friends. Another is, you know, working partners. Mm -hmm. So, I didn't have reference for what I was feeling. So, okay, super cool. So then do, do you mind, like, giving us the long story short version of, like, how, you know, like, what, once again, like, what we were kind of talking about earlier, like, what happened next then? Like, how how did that, because you said then you just kind of turned, you know, you, you turned off from it or you didn't really, it like what was the like long story short journey to bring you fully then on the path of your spirituality? Like did other things happen during that, like over the course of 
When did you wait? Okay, so let's go back. When did you start? Um, when did you start your fully like spiritual walk? Basically, it was not until 2012. Okay, so you're, so you're looking, okay, you're interesting. At eight years, mm-hmm. ten to eight years. It's interesting that it's two, 2012 for you because um, I have another girlfriend that said her walk began around that time as well, and that's when the you know that's when so many shifts. Um, planetary and in the universe and everything you know was really was really starting for us to even bring us to where we are now on this uh planetary ascension um so you definitely like were you know one of the light workers like kind of like woken up for you know i don't know i mean i don't know your full background and like what you know uh what you believe or the way you see it um but for us to like us coming here for a great purpose in the assistance of helping people wake up and ascend and go on this path. Um, that's, I, I feel you're, you're one of my people. I don't know if you speak of it in those terms or see it in that way, just cause we've never actually talked about our spirituality. Um, but that's really interesting that it happened at that time. So I, I, I want you to go back. So, okay. So eight years later, um, so did you during the eight years just kind of go back like I want to just use in the terms like sleeping or in the dark or not really have that many experiences around that or did little things ha- maybe happen here and there like looking back or or did that just kind of like you you went back and didn't really have anything until your next big moment in 2012 that awakened you? No, I, I, I've known, you know, all my life that. I am one of those people that people come to to tell their stories or come to talk or just someone to listen. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really struggled with that because I didn't understand why people would just out of the blue, like complete strangers, just begin talking to me and telling me their story. Really, between what happened there and like my my big moment uh, was just a series of those kind of awakenings and really heightened intuition, mm-hmm. um, having paranormal experiences, uh, and not understanding it, not mm-hmm. really recognizing what was happening. And that has been my life. Mm-hmm. My life, you know, my life has been a series of those kinds of events. Mm-hmm. And then when I had the awakening, literally in a split second, when someone said, this is what's happening, and I accepted it, my my whole life made sense. Wow, that's really beautiful. And that was in 2012. Can you tell me like a little... Mm-hmm bit like what happened in that moment like how you found yourself in that moment or where were you or like if you don't mind like if it's not deeply personal like by any means if something's too deeply personal you don't have to share um but i would love to hear what that was well interesting i don't know that i ever have told this story like group wide i've done workshops and i've told told the story and i certainly have told the story individually but not on a larger scale uh yeah, I mean, it, it had to do, you know, if you want to go back to soul contracts, I I met someone and um, just being in their presence, I just went on one day, just being in their presence, I could feel this 
vibration, and I couldn't even see straight. Mm-hmm. And and she understood that awakening uh, concept and intuition and, uh, and uh, being empathic and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I always knew, at least two years prior to that, that something big was going to happen. I just didn't know what. I could feel it. It was like in my core. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I went out on this date, and we had conversation and food, and I could not stop. I had another heart-centered awakening. I could not. I could not stop kind of buzzing. Wow. Um, that was on a Tuesday, and really still seeing, feeling the effects of it. Uh, and on a, on a Thursday, I decided that um, I was going to explore this a bit more, and I did uh, my first meditation. Uh, was trying like trying to find your spirit guide. Okay. And I did this meditation, and I found my spirit guide. I, I came out of this meditation sobbing, and my intuitive abilities were just through the roof after I had this meditation. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was basically one of the mediums that you see on TV, stopping people, like reading people and just having these deep conversations and feeling um, their past loved ones and giving messages and... Wow, so you were just like blasted open. Yeah, yeah. Like, it it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh Uh-huh. And in that moment, I said, this is is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how to facilitate it, but this is what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to um, be an intuitive person who can help people by either connecting the spirit or downloading messages Mm -hmm. or just holding space for them, connecting with them in a different way. And I kind of, again, my whole life made sense. Like, oh, that's why that happened as a kid. And that's why I had that paranormal experience. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it just all made sense. Yeah. I always like like to say, like, they're just, like, waiting for you. You know, they're like, okay, yeah. we're here. Oh, he might, he's coming. Oh, no, okay, okay, we're here, though. We're waiting, we're waiting. We're going to give you a little bit of this. We're going to give you a little bit of that. We're going to give you this, this experience. Like, how much more do we have to convince you or give you one more nudge, you know? Um, and then I always feel like when, like, you finally get it, like, they're just, like, up there, like, all the guides and everyone's just, like, totally rejoicing, like, yay, they made it. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> I mean, it's all in divine timing, and, like, you know, that's part of, like, soul contract, too, is your own contract with yourself, you know. Um, it's meant to be the the journey that it is, you know. But I always really get excited about hearing, like, when somebody like finally gets to the like the big moment and like I just like I just envision all of like all the the army in the sky just like rejoicing and for like throwing a party (laughs) like that's how it is for me they're like yeah Yeah. (laughs) they made it (laughs) we celebrate get to work yeah Yeah, exactly right okay now (laughs) 
that's really beautiful. That's a really cool journey. Um, it's interesting because like mine wasn't mine's been a slow very young I knew I saw things different very young like three years old I knew um I saw things different I knew I would see things I knew that people didn't think the way I thought I knew that people didn't see the way I saw I knew people didn't feel the way I felt um my journey basically and start I just started paying attention and my guides told me very young like pay like you're supposed to write about this someday um but pay very close attention to everything around you and every person around you always right and mine kind of started like when you know I would have dreams that would come true I could feel other people's feelings I could hear other people's thoughts but I also in the beginning because this is like you know 80s 90s like we didn't have internet um, I'm from Minnesota, so, like, it's very religious there, you know, in just very in that, like, kind of box world, right? I, I didn't connect with my religion at all from a very young age, and I knew it, so I just kind of went through the motions of what my parents made me do, and the minute I could be freed from that, I, I did. I just, I didn't go back. And then, like, my first thing was, like, I was in a bookstore and I was I was interested in astrology and tarot cards and what's funny about that that was like my first kind of intro into the world and like but I never really learned astrology I like I I that was kind of like my beginning of something like alternative you know um but I never became an astrologer and then I was looking for my first pair of tarot cards when I was like 14 15 and I don't know if I told the story on the podcast in general um, or not yet, but there I was standing in the tarot cards and I was with my parents. I was at Mall of America and B. Dalton bookstore. And I am looking at the tarot cards and this lady appears from nowhere and she has short black straight hair. And she looked like she was probably like in her mid 20s. And she looks at me and she goes, just be careful. Those are almighty cards. And then she like literally like disappeared. And I like I went out of the aisle and kind of looked around and she was gone. And um, then it wasn't until I came out to L.A. when I was 20. And there's a lot more metaphysical people here and people that are a lot more on the spiritual uh, spectrum. And that's when I really started it wasn't until I actually uh was in Barnes and Noble and one of Doreen Virtue's books kind of like jumped off the shelf at me and it was like you're supposed to read this and it was through her books and her journey I think the first book I read from her was um Lightworker's Way and that's when I started getting the understanding of what had been happening to me my whole life so it wasn't like a big connection with another person. It was a big connection through kind of her actually like story. Um, and then because of that, that just started I because once I started understanding who I was and what my journey was, then I started attracting more and more people on my path that then became my teachers. And then I've just been following that ever since. So that's kind of my long story short. But it's interesting, I mean, just taking it back to soul contracts and everything of like, 
I feel very honored that I was one of your like first experiences and 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 and, and like like we you know like in soul contract world they say that you prior to coming to earth is you pick different people for different things that are going to show up on your path at different times for different experiences being bad or good and you both sign the contract and then you bumble on through life and then you cross paths and you have a heart awakening or you learn a really tough lesson that your soul wanted to learn so you know or you know they become a romantic partner for a while to learn something about that you know and we sometimes like throw tantrums like why didn't that relationship work out or you know or why did this friend just come into my life for a little bit and then leave not really understanding the the grander picture that these are all divine interactions for many 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 different purposes and I think what's really beautiful about this contract that you and I have put together is it yeah like taking it back to what we were talking earlier it's a very like monumental moment for both of us but in completely different experiences but that wasn't just like it like this us connecting today is part of continuing this contract you know um so it could have been anyone in that class mm -hmm. who got upset walked out of the room I could have walked out said my little thing, held space, so forth, come back, and we never talk again. Yeah. Meaning, like, we, we ended the class, and it's so, but it, it was you who is on a spiritual path, mm -hmm. and, 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 yet, and continuing to fulfill this kind of, this kind of contract. So I, I, I think it's really interesting how, you want to say the universe, or how our contract uh, is stated <laughs> that we were to make that connection so long ago, uh -huh. create that memory, create that connection so that we can do what we're doing here right now, today. Exactly. And I just want to give the listeners a little, like, Joe lives in Florida, so it's not even yeah. after all these years that we are still both like in Los Angeles and like we, you know, what year did you end up moving out of L.A.? Uh, 2005. Oh, wow. So you moved like pretty much after we wrapped up class. You weren't here for much longer. Correct. And yeah. then I moved back to Minnesota for almost five years from 2007 to 2012. Hmm. So I wasn't even in L.A. throughout the, the whole time that you know, we kind of parted after that class. And that's probably why we, like, weren't stayed even friends in normal life because you left. Probably, yeah. And I don't know that Facebook was a big thing back then, and then we just kind of, when it was in, what, 09 or something like that, we just kind of reconnected. Yeah. That way, but we still never really talked. We never really had a discussion. No. Can I can I tell the story of when I when you made your post? Yeah, absolutely. So I you know, open up Facebook and I see this post from Sarah about Reiki. And 
um, I don't remember the, the exact content of the post, but it was it was about either doing Reiki or learning Reiki, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, she's one of she's one of us, like <laughs> kind of, you know? Yeah. I reached out to her. I remember I reached out to you right away, and I'm like, what? What is going on? Like, and just trying to like, you know, like it just it's just one of those moments where I'm like, ah, of course, of course. Well, yeah. Like, and then what's funny is I remember that um, you were like, you even said that, like, oh, I didn't know that you, you know, walked the spiritual path. And I, and I, I remember I responded in something like, you know, I, I, it's always just been a really, you know, it's kind of been a private journey. Um, but now I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm being very guided to be more public about it because that's when that was when around the time I started formulating Creatrix culture and doing my healing workshops and um, starting this podcast. So otherwise, other than that, like unless you were really close to me, you probably didn't know. I know a lot of people that meet me, they they wouldn't guess right away of how deeply I am in this world because I don't like I don't dress the part I don't like I wear crystals but I don't constantly like flaunt um you know to be like oh she you know you could easily categorize me as you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. until you like come over to my house or really sit down and have a real conversation with me I don't feel by just first impression one would know you know, um, and that's not by any reason. That's just. I want to. I want to define this. So a couple of times you said like you know that I'm dot dot dot. So what do you call that? I I I basically call myself an intuitive. I'm an intuitive intuitive okay. healer. Um, like. I don't even know what to call it anymore because I feel like it's evolved over the years. Like, you know, back in the day, it used to be like the new age and you would go into the new age section of the bookstore and it's so evolved out of that. And um, I like light worker. Like, yeah, like, yes, I'm an indigo child. Yeah. Um, It feels so much not as boxy, you know, like um, I would say starseed. Um but even then, like getting too too much label on it, you know, I I would just say like an awakened spiritual being. Like I'm just awake, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm very in tune, and my personal path of like I've had similar things. People coming to me my whole life um, for different things, and what I've always felt. My journey has been up until this point is I'm kind of like the bridge. I help the person on their initial going like like having a little bit of like an an interest or they've had some weird things happen or they don't know why. But all of a sudden they like want to learn something and they stumble upon me who kind of takes them over the little bridge to the other world and gets them started out on the path. And like, like I'm like, like my journey as I was been, I begin to awaken people like the initiator. I don't even know if I want to call it that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I kind of help turn people on 
And I, for some reason, I, it, it, you know, it can always evolve. I'm, I'm always very open, but my experience thus far is like then I kind of just get them set up, you know, like it's like I see it like as I like put them on like their path is in front of them. So I kind of lead them to it and kind of like load them up with some tools, you know, some some beginner tools. And then I just kind of shove them on their way, you know, and I was being like a an anchor to to come back to, but never one to. I don't really walk with people. I loosely walk with people, but I'm very much, I kind of just make them take responsibility for their own journey, basically. Sure. I guess is the best way I see it and could describe it in very loose terms. Um, But I'm kind of like the initiator. I'm kind of like the Mm -hmm. gap bridger. And that's that's what a lot of my work has been in a very non-professional way. (laughs) I've always like done my other things and this is just something that has always been on the side and then interesting enough going into this year spirit it's ever since I started working one-on-one with um, this shaman that I've been working with she's been a big catalyst to me taking kind of a little bit more responsibility in my role in this lifetime in my gifts and that's when I was really guided at the end of last year to go into this year like you said, coming out of the spiritual closet in a sense or just being a little bit more public to it. And I just have to say, like, uh, me not being public about it was not even about being ashamed or scared or, I mean, maybe some deep down, like, subconscious past life being killed for who I've been um, might, you know, maybe be down there deep down somewhere. But from what I can consciously recognize, it hasn't been of any real like embarrassment it's just been like something I just you know it's my journey um that I always felt I would share one day you know through my path um but I was just kind of always felt more of a student or just a little sponge like just wanting to take in more information more information observing my journey observing my journey to really felt like now I'm at a point where I'm like okay I've learned so much and I've experienced so much that I can now start stepping into more of a teacher role or and or be more of uh, uh, take more responsibility, like I was just saying, and being a, a guide and being like more of like a voice to be available for people because it's we're in very um, important times for more and more people to get them into a different place in their consciousness. So. I feel like we walk a very similar path, uh, recognizing that our energy can be a catalyst for um, someone to awaken, even if they're even if they are unconscious to what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, just being near um, someone can um, open them up open their heart up mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, what else is out there. Uh, and I'm definitely, I'm, I'm with you too. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm that person who will uh, have an experience, you know, share an experience with someone or um, uh, recognize, even recognize that they are a, uh, an intuitive or, they're unconscious to being awake and I know it, I, I can like it um, 
higher self talking. Mm-hmm. It's, for me, it's this strange thing. It's like this arc of energy. I can hear higher self talking to their higher self. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm that person, too, who, who is kind of like the guide, and I definitely am here to witness. Uh, and, and that person that someone could come to when they've got that big <laughs> getting hit with a ton of bricks. Right. Because when it happened to me, I had no idea where to go. There really, back then, even just a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, there weren't YouTube videos that explained a spiritual awakening right. that I can really remember. Yeah, I mean, so like, that's there, what's... There was no information. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting for our time walking this walk is like, yeah, back, you know, there, like you had to do like the real legwork. Like you had to go really out there and just, you know, and that's, I mean, that's what's in a sense so beautiful about those times though is like you know that girl that you went on the date with just a very divine timing you know universe putting us on each other's paths to learn on the street basically instead of yeah being able to have this access to so much information now like we just were kind of blindly bumbling along you know back yeah, then and, and you, I, I don't know that we can have that kind of big catalyst like shift by reading a book no. Um, you know, or watching a movie or watching, you know, just watching a show or something like that. I, I really believe that these connections that we are having um, really move us forward. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be different. After this, after this podcast, I will be different than I was before we started. Right. Because I'm getting to, right? So. Well, um, and that's like, I mean, I you know, like what's interesting is like this time of, Okay, so taking it just on that of how basically what I just got out of what you said is like how important like human to human interaction really is. And because our energies intertwining with each other, you know, can do so much, even if it is a silent awakening for someone that we cross paths with someone and and turn on the switch energetically without even really any of us knowing. Right. And going through this time of COVID, it's how even more detrimental it is of us being, you know, so removed from each other and being disconnected from each other. Yes, energy can move. You know, we can like right now we're having an energetic experience with each other. And even though we're just on the phone, you know, um, so it can happen through that. But both of your big like awakenings in a sense or what I don't I can't even find the word that I'm looking for happened from being sitting across from someone or next to someone you know yeah. Yeah. and I just got out of um, being at my cabin in northern Minnesota for a month and being back in nature fully immersed in nature and I'm still integrating the re- like the results or like the 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 energy of being so connected back with mother earth the way i was for that month um and just all the animals and all the insects and it, like how healing and how deep of an impact that has have that has had on me um and how important even just going out in nature and connecting with nature and and people can have awakening experiences just with that so you know 
the whole thing of people keeping people inside and keeping people away from each other and 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 disconnecting us from from both aspects is is like thank god we have zoom and and internet and phone but i think it's it's much more powerful to be able to experience that in you know i want to say like real life but i don't know what like non-digital life you know Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, I think like many of my experiences and in your journey, your experiences really has happened of being very um, deeply connected in energy and experiencing and and experiencing life and in through relationship. Yeah. And I think what is really important in this process is not resisting what is coming up like not resisting that if I would have resisted what I was feeling or judged uh, what I was feeling uh, it would have shut me down Mm -hmm. I would have dropped it into you know a a lower energy center of some sort into guilt or shame or fear Mm -hmm. Uh, and I would have had to um, try that process all over again I'm sure if if Mm the universe wanted me to you know wants me to wake up it's going to continue to give me opportunities to wake up right. and it did throughout my life it did um i just either chose to deny it resist it didn't have any context for it which is a, one of the biggest things so when we don't have context for something uh it it's fearful it can, be, can bring up fear mm-hmm. you know when you have those heart center awakenings it can bring up shame mm-hmm. uh, or guilt and when we let go of those lower vibrations those lower emotions and we really fit into what the heart energy is about and on up you know the other energies on up it really does open up a different world a whole different world and you know it's it's what's sad about it is when you when when people do deny those things or shut them down because of fear or you know um like oh what are people going to think of me if i follow this path you know or whatever reasons they might have to not tap into it or follow where their heart wants to go well that's where you have all your depression that comes in and your anxiety and your like feeling worthless or you know all those lower like you just said like lower dense energies and emotions is because you're not following your heart you're not tra- following your true path so then spirit keeps coming back like, hey, this is what you are meant to do. And you're like, no, 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 I can't do that because of X, Y, Z or like or I don't have the tools or I don't know what you're talking about. And then you just kind of live this life of what some people say, like quiet desperation, basically. But all it really boils down to is not listening to those. If you've experienced those moments to what those moments are and what they're trying to tell you. And you're having those moments, and, and, you know, you can kind of confirm that when you have an intuitive hit about something, you don't follow it, and you say to yourself, oh, I should have listened to my gut. Mm-hmm. Like, you're being guided all the time by intuition, mm-hmm. um, which has been really, you know, we don't, we don't see... Society doesn't see intuition as one of our senses that we should be following, but it is the most powerful. 
it is the sense we should be following. <laughs> That's like the number one sense that you should be following. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like it's you know, it's as simple as like, you know, going down this alleyway or taking that street, you know, and if your intuition is yell- your higher self's yelling at you, go down that alley and then you say to yourself, no, that's a dark, scary alley. And it's like, no, go down the alley. And you're like, no, I'm just going to take this safe street. And then something bad happens to you on the street. That's your intuition trying to guide you out of something on the flip side or guide you towards something. Call this person today. Take that job. You know, follow, you know, and you're like, no, I can't because of X, Y, Z. And then it's like, you know, it, 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 once you can really, you know, we're not taught to listen to ourselves. We're taught to seek external validation, confirmation, guidance constantly, you know, and nobody knows, nobody knows. Even you and I being intuitives and empaths don't really know someone's personal journey as much as they do if they just sat down and really listened to their higher self and the path that they're supposed to go down. Because... We can even say, going back to soul contracts, we could tell someone like, no, don't get in a relationship with that person or you need to cut that person out of your life, right? Like they're toxic or they're bad or like whatever. But we don't know someone's personal journey of what they signed up with that person of something that they're supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. We Yes, we have free will, you know, so the free will is that you take the street instead of the alley. You know, and then you learn a lesson there. Great. But you could bypass a lot of heartache, destruction or whatever. Maybe you need to learn it. But you could bypass a lot by just and going to greater things and accomplishing like what you really can accomplish in this lifetime bigger than you could ever fathom or imagine by solely, you know, through your heart center and through your intuition following following that that guidance mm-hmm. you could yeah. really amaze yourself of where where you could come like where you would end up and like what you could become or what the potential that you have of a being on this planet you know mm-hmm. and even I mean, just going right back to your right going right back to your story you know recognizing like okay now it's time to be a leader in this mm-hmm you know, it's time to be a leader in this walk. So um, had you, you, you kind of intuitively know that, you've gotten the messages, um, and had you not listened, you wouldn't be here right now doing this, and people wouldn't be listening to your message now. Right, and you and I wouldn't even be talking because then vibrationally we're, we wouldn't even be on the same level. <laughs> you know, like, so this wouldn't even be happening at all. Correct. Which is interesting as well. So that's a that's a whole other topic of like you know yeah. vibrational matches. We could actually pick that one up on a different <laughs> podcast another day if you want to travel down that down that um, path because that's a whole other beautiful topic that I've really witnessed and studied and observed. Um, but yeah, isn't it interesting? It's like you know the way. Uh, the shaman that I've been working with kind of described it to me 
is of, you know, in kind of like giving a little of like how free will does work, you know, it's like we all are on, we all, we all have our own hallway with a bunch of doors, you know, and even if you do kind of get sidetracked and go off into other avenues, it's kind of like she's like, but you kind of will keep being brought back to the same hallway. Like, you know, you could go off on another thing for years, you know, and you'll just be brought back to the same hallway. It's just how long of a journey do you not want to be on your path is basically that's where free will comes in and it's up to you, you know. Um, I'm really happy to be sitting here today talking with you and going through continuing this journey. But I had to, you know, I had to change a lot to get here and really like let go of a lot of things to, to, and I think that's one reason why I put it off for so long is stepping into the leadership role is there was things I wasn't ready to let go of. And I knew deep down I needed to walk my talk if I was going to become a teacher in this, in this, uh, on this path and become a leader is like I needed to really clean up parts of my life. And then spirit was like, there's no more time anymore. Like you, you, you have to do it now. And so I did. And it's like, it's been, you know, I have to say I've had many blessings through COVID. Like, yes, there's a lot that's been hard and hard to witness, but like for me, because I cleaned up my path right before like really clean, like tweak the last few things that spirit's been yelling at me about, you know, um, it's really helped me navigate through this so much easier with so much more trust um, and actually like so much more love to everything that's going on. And really, you know, as people are feeling themselves sinking or, or falling to a lower vibration, helping keep that vibration just anchored in on the planet for everyone to, you know, and I'm sure you're having that same experience. I mean, I don't want to talk for you, but I know a lot of us that are deeply committed now to the spiritual path. We're all really holding in a higher vibration and a lot of light while others kind of travel through what they perceive as chaos and darkness, which I perceive as just, you know, a mass dark night of the soul journey um, and it's all part of the spiritual process really is it can get very dark before it gets light. I don't know if, did you ever have any of those experiences on your path? Um, going oh, through dark shedding, night, of, shedding? Mm-hmm, like dark night of the soul oh, stuff and, and, and that, that aspect to your journey. Absolutely. When, you know, when you do have heart center awakenings, it, it is, a, it's, it's an opportunity for the, I want to say dark stuff, crappy stuff to come up and heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, in, in each of those moments where my, my heart was open, you know, some of that stuff would come up. I'm like, okay, here it is again. I have to heal it. I can either hold it with heart energy or I can drop back down into kind of the low vibration of it mm-hmm. and and be with it from a place of mm, ego, which I mean my, our humanness and, and um, pain and um, past experiences living in the past, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so people are going through this now, but they're just not aware of what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. 
And I feel like, I mean, from what I've kind of been following and studying and reading about, this is what we're experiencing as a collective is as a mass collective of going, you know, there's there's those of us that have done have gone through this earlier just to like like I said hold space for the ones for the for the majority of people now to go through it now but this is one of the first times that I mean I don't know what's happened millions of years ago but like from what I've gathered thus far is that this kind of mass ascension awakening um and dark night of the souling as a collective is is kind of one of the first times this has happened on this planet as a collective going through it together not just you know individual souls having their own journey is people going through it as together as an experience um so it's really been because being on the other side of that journey and coming out of it to hold space, it's really been a very, like, bittersweet thing to witness. Because for me, I'm like, hey, I know where you all at. Like, I know where you're going through. Like, if you can just hold on and if you just know there's a greater plan. And, like, when you get to the other side, I know it looks so dark right now. But if you just get to the other side, it's beautiful and it's love and it's light, you know. But it's it's hard to... Uh, it's it's hard to send that message across when everyone's being blasted with so much, you know, they're just everyone's being blasted with so much from different angles right now, too. Yeah. But like to understand like where we're headed as a collective is is going to be amazing and beautiful, but it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah. But the things and, and the things that aren't working or have not been working, these structures that have not mm-hmm. been working are crumbling. Yep. Right. So. And those, they have to, they have to. And and it's been really difficult because there's been so much resistance. Yeah. That structure has been familiar. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not working, it's, it's familiar. So people are trying to hold on to that familiar, especially during this time during COVID, which has been a catalyst for, for all of this. Yep. Um, you know, they're trying to hold on to that familiarity of that structure. Mm-hmm. So things, as I think, are going down, kicking and screaming. Yep. Uh, and, and what I'm learning now, and even, I don't know what we mentioned this, but I, I do channel, you know, like part of my YouTube is channeling messages. So, uh, from, from higher vibrations and from what I'm understanding and what other channelers are getting the same message is that the structures within us are crumbling as well. Mm -hmm. They don't work. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can look at it from micro, you know, a micro aspect of us and how our structures aren't working and what's not working for us mm-hmm. and how we resist it and how all those old stuff are, are going down, kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it from a macro point of view of all the structures of the world are not, you know, many are not working and they're, they're collapsing. They're all falling apart. Uh-huh. There is a new energy. There is a new frequency that is coming in. And that frequency is connecting people like you and I. Yep. It, it, it is up to free will, it's up to everyone to decide whether they want to be open to connecting, finding their tribe, if you want to say that, mm-hmm. um, and making a choice to meet all this stuff that's falling apart with love, especially self-love, mm-hmm. huge right now. 
just really being able to accept who you are and, and be in a space of compassion mm-hmm. and love for yourself as mm-hmm. these things are crumbling. And the more you do that, the more you're vulnerable to that change, the more these kinds of things, as I'm saying, you and I connecting, and those kinds of supports will come into your life. Absolutely. You know, I really mm-hmm. believe that. Um, and it's really magical. It gets really magical. <laughs> Such yeah. magical experiences. It's like, you know, it's 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 really beautiful to be able to connect on a higher, deeper level with people. And it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it because it's, it's kind of. It really, yeah. It really is. You know, energy has no boundaries. Mm -hmm. I can feel you off in California just as much as I can if you were the house next to me. Yeah. Um, You know, just being connected in really special ways to um, to our people we're contracted with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, speaking of the contracts, one thing that has really helped my journey in, in understanding that, like I said, you know, in the beginning of this podcast is people can come contracted on your life for like hard lessons or for love lessons, you know, or like the hard lessons leave you love anyway, but like difficult, there might be difficult the relationships or easy relationships or just someone who, you know, is part of your soul tribe that you just kind of walk the earth with, you know, your longtime friends um, or family members but really understanding that aspect that before, you know, we came here, we set these relationships up and these connections up for our healing and for our awakening, especially now, I think, especially in this life cycle. Um, a lot of the connections that have been made are for just that of what's happening right now to help us all awake 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 and evolve um so that we can ascend you know like you said on a macro level and a micro level really and you can find so much forgiveness in that knowing you know like if you brought johnny on your path who like really did a number on you you know and but seeing what what's the silver lining in in that connection with Johnny, you know, and how did Johnny put you even further down your path or even during the the negative interaction you had with him, like actually propelled you to awaken even more, have a more beautiful experience or understanding, you know, and finding the forgiveness for people that you might have resentment towards or or even like letting certain people go of like, okay, like going back to your first, um, to what I read about that post that you wrote, like, you know, if you, if you haven't, why is that person still on your mind or why do you maybe like constantly run into them on the street? You know, there's still some work that needs to be done with either within you or within them that your connection is contracted for you to come to fulfill. And once that is fulfilled, you know, you I've I've noticed in my personal self, they're just easily I want to say removed, but I don't mean it in a bad way like that. You can feel that connection is is kind of um, dissolved. 
Yeah. And you don't feel this pain in your heart or this heaviness when it comes towards that person. And I've even had a recent journey where it was two people that I was very um, had a huge soul contract with. And I mean, it took me a very long time to move through this situation. And I kind of beat myself up for it for a while. Like, why are you still holding on? You know, why are they still showing up in your dreams? Why are you still holding on to what they did to you and vice versa? Like what you've done to them and this pain and this, you know, and what's so interesting about that soul contract with these two people, um, it was kind of a, there was three of us involved in this situation, right? Is it wasn't, even my tying up my contract with them because the contract is complete now. And this is like 15 years, right, of this situation energetically and etherically in my life. And it, what's so interesting and beautiful about the contract with those two people from where I'm standing right now, because I do really feel in my heart it's resolved, is... It wasn't even necessarily in this situation coming back face to face with these people or having any more um, interaction in human form on the planet is it resolved for me by my own healing and personal on a very micro level healings within myself. Then it released me from them. Yeah, here's the thing, Sarah, uh, to, to piggyback on what you're saying, all these contracts, if, if, you know, if that's what you believe in, the twin flames, if that's what you believe in, mm-hmm. soul, soul connection, soulmates, all of it, all of it is for you. Mm-hmm. All of it is for that healing, uh, that for the healing for you to, to raise you up uh, vibrationally, to move you forward in some way, to shift you in some way. Mm-hmm. And we so often you know, want to point the finger and want to blame um, the other for, quote, doing something to us, when really it's showing us what is within us that is asking to be healed Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to continue to uh, um, make room for what does not serve us. Right. And and living what then then they also call the karmic wheel is continuing to come back in here working through you know that issue and or in one life cycle continuing to attract that issue and for you to finally see it and resolve it and heal it and like kind of I like to say like level up you know like allow yourself to go to the next level and 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 experience a different energy and and experience kind of a different life you know and you, you can recognize that when you say, why, why does this issue keep coming up for me? Like, every time I get into a relationship, why does this issue keep coming up? And you can choose to point the finger at them, or you can choose to take some accountability mm-hmm. and look at self mm-hmm. um, and, and make healing choices mm-hmm. from, from that space rather than pointing the finger mm-hmm. and blaming blaming uh, the other person and it is like what does what is spirit what is my higher self what do my guides like want me to know you know what what is it that i'm missing because clearly if it keeps coming back you're missing the point so it'll 
there it's not like like there isn't anything wrong with you it's just you're not really looking at that thing that your soul wants to resolve or move through or heal or forgive or let go of so you might even just need to like sit down with yourself and look at it from a different angle or a different approach you know and that person's just coming up to or that type of person or even that might not like what I love is this is like that might not even be like really who that person is like you know like this type of person but for some reason in the mirror or in the contract of you two they are projecting that for you you know and that's like not even in, like really in their essence of like you know everyone else around them be like no that person's like really like you had that experience you know what I mean with them because yeah. no one else is experiencing no, that that's what's really cool and interesting about that as well it's your lens it's the lens that you know if it's a wounding lens that you're looking through that's how you will see that person uh-huh. you will experience that person through through your own lens and through your own past experiences mm-hmm. so those kinds of things keep coming up, which is, you know, the same kind of common denominator of whatever it is, look at the root of the problem or the root of what's happening rather than maybe just a surface emotion and kind of dig a little deeper into the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the root that is causing that pain for you. And I can guarantee you, if you look back in in your relationship and in your connections, that common, whatever that is, that common theme uh, keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. So we have these heart center awakenings to give us the door of opportunity for that to come up again and show us what, what finally needs to be let go of. And you can choose to resist it or work through it. Yeah. Yep. And it's work. Work is a key word there, too, because you will have to put some work into it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying these connections are so important that we're having and to continue to have them so that we can even in even in the resistance to having them, you know, like, what is that about? But, you know, if you're resisting having connections because of what um, is something to look at. Right. That's like, you know, it's kind of a, you're a fear of facing yourself, really, you know. But like we yeah. just were talking about, we're in a time where everything's being stripped away, that we're being forced to face ourselves and mm-hmm. our microstructures and then, you know, uh, like bringing it out to the the macro structures of it this definitely this world that really is no longer serving us and for our higher good I think we've kind of you know definitely have ran that into the ground <laughs> yeah and here's here's what we know about these in these connections and you often hear this word trigger Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that person triggered me. Yeah, yep. Um, we're starting to, at least in my little circle, starting to get away from that word. Um, because what is what is actually happening is you're um, in a 
nanosecond, your brain is going back and it is trying to find an experience that matches what's happening. Okay. Uh, and pulling, pulling it forward. Mm-hmm. So really, really, it's not a trigger. It's really your brain predicting what's going to happen next. Right. So, so then it's so predicting it's and then it's projecting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it can be projecting. Yeah. Uh, and then, but we're making choices from that prediction, not from, not necessarily what is, what is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, you so, know, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah no, say what you're going to say. So go on. So if you're constantly finding relationships where you're being hurt in the same way, your, your brain will start to, you know, your brain's predicting that, that that will continue to happen and happen and happen. Right. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, it just like what came to me, like like my guides were just like, and that's why meditation is so important and really learning, like really strengthening the muscle of being present and being in the moment and being in the moment with people, you know, and, and situations and um, taking, you know, getting out of that that little monkey brain or that reptilian brain or whatever you want to call it, you know, of like constantly going back to fight or flight or survival mode or, you know, and, and, and honoring the present and strengthening the muscle to, to really connect with someone in the present moment because people can change too. And, and we're so, we can be so stuck of who our interaction was with them before that we don't even see that blinds us to see who's sitting in front of us now absolutely and they might have like a really beautiful gift to give you in the present moment but you're not allowing yourself that experience because you're following your you know your old mind to travel into a into a place and bringing forth like you just said you know Kind of, it's false information now, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be. You're going. The mind can lie to us, for sure. Uh, and part of that of being awake is, like you said, is is being present mm-hmm. and seeing what the gift is in front of you, and not living in the past and not living in the future, uh, not creating stories. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're all humans. We'll do it. Like, and don't be hard on yourself. Don't shame yourself for doing it. Um, but it's, and it's a practice. Mm-hmm. So the more you practice being present, um, the more your outcomes will be different. And the church, you get to make different choices from a place of presence than mm-hmm. trying to control something from the past or the future. And it's just, you live very much more of a harmonious life within yourself, you know? Um, cause you're kind of freed in, yeah, like not this internal struggle of the back and forth or, um, pulling falsities into your experience. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing conversations, whether you've met someone for the first day or you've been with them for 40, 50 years, there's some amazing conversations and connections that you can have by just being present by mm-hmm. just being able to have empathy hold space and what I mean by that is is just really being able to be with a person mm-hmm. there's some amazing things that can come out of being present 
Absolutely. And you'll learn things about people like you thought you knew them and you were like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that, you know? Right. You just have to be willing, especially in this time mm-hmm. of uncertainty, um, to slow down mm-hmm. and put down really your, put down your wait. phone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or your or your sword or whatever you're yeah. you know, resisting from. You Put know? down all and, the all um, the all the things. Yeah. And just being able to uh, witness each other. And I guess like, you know, I feel like one of the big takeaways from the journey that we just went on is is to take it back to what you were kind of saying in the beginning of having that heart awakening and, and being and having that moment, you know, with me all those years ago is and and not and like allowing yourself to truly experience a moment and a person and feelings and not feeling like this pressure that it needs to be you know some big romantic love or now you need to marry that person or you need you know what i mean just allowing it to be a very connected energetically filled spiritually you know, for some people awakening or people that are awakened, just a spiritual moment of high vibration and feeling like that God source and feeling that one source of like being fully connected to another spirit with no expectations, you know? And I, I think especially like, you know, if you're heterosexual, that's hard to have those experiences from what we've been conditioned to and allow ourselves to, to just love one another. And it doesn't, you know, um, on either end, someone might, you know, think, you know, like, oh, now they want to have sex with me. And it's like, we don't need to go there. We can just have this, you know, safe, energetic experience that doesn't have to be labeled or moved to something bigger than what this moment just brings us, you know? Um, Absolutely. I think that's, I think when, you know, or when, you know, if you like, whatever your sexual preference is that you have that safety in, even if it is the, the, the sexual preference that you're attracted to doesn't always, always necessarily mean if you have a big experience, a spiritual experience, a soul connecting experience that it needs to turn into this societal, like now we have to get married or now we have to have sex or now we have to X, Y, Z, you know, that we can just sit and like, you know, bathe in each other's, energy and experience in you know what I mean in a very beautiful positive safe environment and feel that connection and I think when we can allow ourselves that and teach ourselves that and feel that we will then as a whole as a collective not have these moments where we feel so alone and that separation but I think the first step is is to to be able to you know, if 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 your life path then brings you together and you're supposed to be together, great, you know, but if it is just to help to just even have a moment of pure connectedness of just being present in each other's energy, I think is such a beautiful place and something we should strive for as a collective. If you walk away from this podcast and get anything, what you just said is the thing to get yeah <laughs> we we have been and that was kind of like going back to what i was saying in the very very beginning mm-hmm. was 
I, rem- I literally remember sitting at that restaurant table thinking to myself, what do I do with this? I have no context for what I experienced. And you're, you're so right in the sense of you can have that heart-centered awakening, you can have that heart-centered feeling and not have to put it into the category that society has created mm-hmm. or that your family has, or culture has created. Uh, and simply just be with that energy in gratitude, just being with that energy in gratitude. And it is, it is a place that we kind of get in trouble. So if you imagine that you have uh, go out on a date with a guy and you completely, like, you are the catalyst for his awakening. Mm-hmm. He, go home, he goes home that night, has these amazing dreams. Suddenly, you know, like, everything feels different to him looks different to him he loved everyone like he's just full-blown heart center mm-hmm. he's emotionally connecting that to you there as a person yep so he's going to say well gosh this is the person i'm supposed to be with mm-hmm. i love her mm-hmm. like this is the person i'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life because she has made me feel this way yep unfortunately or that's not how it always works could it happen that way absolutely right and many times you are simply that catalyst for what's up next for him for opening him up mm-hmm. and 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 it can happen both ways both ways male and female where we really misunderstand that heart energy and then we start to have to have we you know, we have an opportunity really there to have those conscious conversations where we, we can say, This is what I experienced, like what's up with that? Or do you feel the same? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, but we try to push, you know, we try to push our ego wants to make a story or wants to figure it out or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, not be present with it. Um, and and we find ourselves in disconnect. Right. And we like then you find yourself in such despair and like, you know, you're kind of further back where you were before the connection. Right. And then you just have all this negative, nasty energy towards this person that didn't reciprocate or do what then you decided they needed to do because you didn't understand what was happening to you. Correct. Right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. I mean it's crazy and beautiful at the same time, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's one of the structures that is not working right now is those, that labeling mm-hmm. of love. Right. And, and how we're, and how we're trying to put it into a into box. box. And, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting, each culture is different, you know, how, how they put love in a box. Mm-hmm. So, um, again that structure is kind of falling apart and part of being a leader in the awakening process I really feel is to help people understand that they can have a heart-centered experience and an awakening and it not fit into one of those boxes right uh right it's almost like it's almost like the you know the person going to see the therapist and falling in love with the therapist you know and it's like no it's not you know you're not falling in like it's not the therapist it's like it's the same you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah 
or it's not your coworker who you're working closely with every day, mm-hmm. or you know, um, you know, a number of examples. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it, as humans, we're always trying to reach for. So if that doesn't work, as humans, we're always trying to reach for how to have that heart-centered awakening. How do we get back to that place? Right. You know, where we feel that because it felt so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we process it in the lower emotions or the lower vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, when we really have an opportunity just to stay in heart and just to be with what it is in that moment. Mm-hmm. And being open to have that with other people. And I, I really, I don't know what just keeps coming to me now is I think, you know, a lot of people do close that off because they... They don't want to get hit on then, or they don't want someone to advance, like take it in the wrong context, you know? So then they want to just shut off and wait till the next person that they feel safe to open their heart up with, right? And have that heart connection, you know? But then, then we're back at down to the spiral, down to the route, you know? Then if that person doesn't reciprocate the exact way that they want them to, then we go back into the, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can do a little experiment with your heart center and and go out into public and intentionally open up your heart. Uh, you know, see that energy kind of beaming out and see how people react to you. Mm-hmm. And then go in with a closed heart, not wanting to connect, creating an intention not to connect and see how people react. It can be quite different. I think that's a really great exercise for people to try. Yeah. I mean, it is. You can have, you can go out, you know, just on a simpler scale, like in a really great mood, you know, and everything just works out for you that day. Like, you know, everyone you come in contact with, every store you go to, if like, you know, and then if you go out grumpy, it's like you have a completely different experience. So moving from the heart center, like what would that day look like? You know, like just how you were explaining like, oh, this guy comes along or this girl comes along and blasts your heart open and like, you know, the colors are more vibrant, like the birds are singing, you know, and like, you know, the classic like, oh, like, look at their like love struck and like, you know, and then you're seeing like, you know, different things in life for the first time, as opposed to if you go out with a closed heart, you know, I actually it's really interesting. I There's this guy that befriended me on Facebook the other day and I just went through a Tony Robbins seminar. So I'm on all these kind of different uh, forums right now with people from all around the world because it was a virtual one. So there was like uh, 20,000 people from around the world that took the seminar that I just took. And so now we're on different Facebook pages. So I'm getting a lot of friend requests and I've been kind of like accepting most of them. You know, I kind of just see like, are they, I tried to like make sure they're a part of this Tony Robbins thing or whatever, right? And I get this one friend request from this guy. Fine, whatever. You know, I don't know. He's he's like, we have one mutual friend in common. And I think I like connected with her through one of these forums. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll befriend him. And then he starts messaging me or whatever. And he's like, how can I make you happy? And I was like, I right away, I was like, "Um, no way. I make myself happy. I'm not going to put my happiness connect like that you're the source of my happiness because then if you go away then there goes my happiness with you I'm good on my own thank you I'll make myself happy and it was just like I said it like more eloquent like the you know whatever but it was just like it was kind of an aha moment of even my response like like that's how I operate but I've never put it into like really recognized or put into words you know and I was like 
yeah, that is true. Like, why would I put my hap- why would I attach my happiness to you? I don't like first of all, I don't know you. But secondly, if I did know you attaching my happiness to you and you go away, then there goes my happiness. Like mm-hmm. if you attach your heart awakening or, you know, to that person of the experience and they leave you for whatever reason, then you're going to perceive that as there goes my heart. There goes my I can't have that again, you know, Um, which is so not true. You can learn to then like just like that, start exercising the muscle. How can you like when you walk out of the house that day, like open up your heart center and move through your with your heart, you know, and have those experiences with other people, you know, and it you can still have it. And life becomes less of a roller coaster or, you know, the ups and downs or that you're attached. You know, and a lot of times we overly attach ourselves to other people. The other people go away because they feel that energy of like, you know, unless it comes to a point that your two souls that do come, like I said earlier, like, yeah, you, you. okay, great. Like we're supposed to walk in unison together for a while on this path, you know. And it might be for the whole life. It might be just for part of life. And I think even in the separation of that as a society, we've put way too much on that even, you know, and ourselves in just a simple breakup. Like breaking up is literally your path together is you fulfilled your contract. You fulfilled. You can go your separate way. It's okay. Like that's why I feel like marriage is redundant. It's like a contract on top of a contract that you already made with this person. (laughs) And now this contract involves the government and a lot of money to get out of and a lot of heartache and bullshit, you know, when instead of recognizing that if we didn't step into that level of like extra contract, like the, 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 you know, going on the next journey and where your soul is supposed to go in next could be a lot easier of a transition. Yeah. Yeah. But we just, you know, we make all of this so much more complicated with our little monkey minds and over the years and and these structures going back to structure, like and how this, you know, how all these structures were built and they're no longer serving us. They're not serving our higher selves. They're not serving our our beings that are become becoming more light and ascended and working, you know, on a different frequency. And so that's that is once again why all of these structures are starting to fall and why more and more people are really opening up their eyes to seeing that this no longer serves us you know yeah yeah it no longer serves our spirit there is a bigger picture even to the heart center awakening other than finding a mate or finding love or 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 having connection to Mm -hmm. you know it really is a place for um I don't think that we could do the work that we do if we didn't have an open heart center. Mm-hmm. It really connects, you know, it, it connects the vibrations. And if you want to look at chakras or uh, energy centers, it really connects those spaces of, you know, the throat expression and the, the third eye uh, being intuition and that uh, crown chakra connected to spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and downloading the messages and hearing and listening to it, communicating with Akasha and the spirit. And, um, uh, you know, that, that heart is a powerhouse yeah. for, for that work, right? Yeah. And, and it's a space of, 
of manifestation. If our heart is closed, then we're gonna we're gonna manifest things that are in the lower vibration, mm-hmm. the block. So we're gonna manifest things that cause fear, shame, and guilt. You mm-hmm. know, uh, rather than disease, uh, like yeah, yeah. rather yeah. than abundance and mm-hmm. clarity and connection and so forth. So. Yes, there is an aspect of that can be of romantic love and, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, like, what am I doing with this person? Is it, is it romantic? Is it a partnership in, in some way? Is it business? What is it, you know? Uh, right. But it's really for self. It's really for self as well mm-hmm. um, to be able to expand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we sh- we've covered so much today, <laughs> and I think we should, we're coming up to, it's 12 o'clock my time, so yeah, I think we should leave it here for now, and I would love, if you would like to, um, come back and we travel down another, you know, fun topic in the future. Absolutely. This has been a lot of fun to connect with you again. Um yeah, so thank you everyone for joining joining us today. I can't even speak now. I'm just like so in like ah. Um, and we will talk with you again soon.